1: Hello, I'm Pete Strauss and welcome to this week's episode of The Mediaverse. Every week we try and sometimes succeed to answer the biggest questions facing the media industry today. This week we'll be asking, drum roll please, should broadcasters bother with online content? To help me answer this question, I've searched high and wide, trawled endlessly through The Mediaverse, I've begged, I've borrowed and I've stolen and I've managed to track down two of the finest minds in the industry today. <laughs> they're innovators, they're thought leaders, they're their absolute authority in all things media. It's senior producer Tom Payne. Thanks Pete. And social media manager Elliot. gonna introduction, thanks Pete. That is, that is the greatest <laughs> intro I've that's ever nice. had in my life. I want these to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, I, I mean you fantastic. started pretty high already. Yes, I know, I've set the bar that's really high haven't I? Um, before we move on to our main topic and try and answer our question, we are going to briefly touch on, I don't know if you guys have heard of Brexit. It's yeah, I've heard of it. Few people yeah. I saw a couple it. of tweets about yeah. it. Yeah. A couple of people don't seem to have very strong opinions. No, I've, I've, barely, right. I've barely spoken about it on social media yeah. at all. <laughs> so, we are just going to briefly, um, what effects do we think Brexit will have on the media, is a pressing question that many people are asking at the moment. So how do we feel what do we think is going
3: to happen I guess nothing hugely sure. in the sh- short term no um, but I mean I think the, the main worry people can have in the short term is the strength of the pound um, yeah. investing in content is <laughs> a hell of a gamble as it is do you start do you, as a foreign investor would you gamble on British productions right now um, I guess that's the first I think share prices
0: is a big thing that's why ITV dropped their share prices and Sky yeah, that's, just, that's just a knee-jerk reaction right like now the yeah. pound is back up to where it was in February, so actually, I think it's,
1: it's, you know, until it all kicks in about sort of two and a half years' time. Everything is two, three years before we actually officially, because it's quite an intricately connected yeah. thing, so it's two, three years before we actually cut off, so in the, those three, two, three years, probably not going to see too much of a change, but the worry is that... People want, like because it's so uncertain, no one knows what's going to happen, in yeah. commissioning TVs often gets criticised for not being particularly risky or innovative. Mm. Now they're going to want absolute bankers. Yeah. So yeah. the chances of something new, original and innovative getting commissioned are lower than ever in theory. Mm.
3: And freedom of movement of talent as well, in yeah. terms of people who work in the industry in production, post-production. Mm. If I was mm. a German editor, would I want to come over here and risk? Yeah, trying to build a career over here when you might just get turf back out again in two years' time. I don't know.
1: It's a really yeah. It's a really, I guess because we're so it's uncharted water. So no one knows. No one knows exactly what it's going to have. Like, yeah. um, I think it's David Abraham. Uh, Channel Four had a Channel Four was just saying yeah we've got a plan in place. Like everyone's, but like. Do The what? government don't have a plan, so what is, I'm yeah, trying yes, to plan place place like. based on what. But yeah, what have you planned for? We don't know what, because yeah. like, there's, there's various like, manifestations of it, so we could pretty much be almost be a part of it and still have freedom of movement and still access to the single market like the deal Norway have, or completely all the walls up, cut off. We've got no idea what to plan for. So when he said that, I was like, How do you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad someone knows
3: what's going to happen because I haven't got a clue. I don't think anyone does. I (laughs) think that's part
1: of the concern. Um, So moving swiftly on, should broadcasters bother with online content is today's question. Um, This is sparked actually because uh, there was a panel with the head of all four, Richard Davidson Houston, the BBC director of products and systems, Nile Patel, and a clashed with Paul Karanik of ITV about the merits of on- original online commissions. So, should broadcasters bother for online content?
0: I think we like original online commissions. Talk about things like the Rack Pack on BBC Two. Did you watch that? The no, drive no. Based on snooker. Um, and that was on iPlayer first, and then it moved to BBC Two. Now, for me, I don't really understand why they're doing that. It feels like more like they're making a statement to the industry, being like, I oh, no, we know we know online exists, we've got to do what Netflix do, and, but Netflix don't have a TV channel. Yeah. If they did, then they probably would split the content. So I feel for me, and I play a first drama that's going to go on on BBC Two in two weeks' time is a bit pointless.
1: One of the reasons they might do it is that they found that when they release episodes like First Look on ITV Hub or BBC mm-hmm. iPlayer is that people are infinitely more likely to share it I don't know if that's because you can copy a link into your Facebook, copy a link into your Twitter, it's really, it's just yeah, a that's, tab that's fair, yeah. so. That's fair. so that might be part of the reason they do it, but, um, yeah. I, I think my worry is,
3: they probably do have a strategy, but it does feel like they're slightly just throwing things at a wall, yeah, exactly. and finding out what's going to stick, which is fine, but it seems to have taken them quite a while to out I mean,
0: the, the first thing that iPlayer did was Peter Case car share. Yeah. They put all six episodes on, on iPlayer. It did like 2.11 million. Like, ridiculously well. Yeah. And that's won all the awards for Best Comedy in the last year. It did really well when it was on TV as well. So I think that's kind of worked. Since yeah. then they haven't done the same. And then the drama, Living in the Dead, they launched that last week. I think last Friday Friday before. All six episodes on iPlayer. Yeah. And then from this week, it's going to be one a week on TV. Okay. So it feels like they're still doing two things. I think Leave It Online... Or leave it on TV, don't try and do this, at, do two. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, why launch it on iPlayer and then two weeks later launch it one a week on TV?
3: If but it feels like the same problem that the advertising industry's had with content, they make an ad and put it on all platforms, assuming it's all going to work. Yeah, and the kind of the broadcasters essentially in the same thing they're making this a piece of content, putting it on all platforms, assuming it will work, but they're not thinking maybe what's right for the platform, what's right for the viewers yeah. in the same way. What's possibly? right for the show? Like,
0: why, why that show out of all the shows? Why is that the one that's Yeah, gotten all six episodes in one go on iPlayer, not something like you know, like thirteen for example, which should have been. It's BBC Three, should have been all episodes in one time. Yeah, I mean, because they
1: didn't. As a company, we make lots of short form content for different platforms, and we approach making it in different ways depending on the platform because you respond to our audiences and you go over analytics and stuff like that. So it's just a bit of an odd one. Like, so if you go like, so should. Should content ever be known as online-only or digital-only, or should it be able to cross-platforms? Is that difficult if you consider you're making it for iPlayer? And then I don't think TV those words mean anything to the regular viewer. Like
0: When BBC3 moved online, the amount of tweets that I got being like, oh, where's BBC3 now? Can I watch it on iPlayer? Can I watch it through my smart TV? It's like, yeah, you can. Like, that's what it is. I think yeah. we know it inside out. But so The regular yeah. viewer won't know what online first or digital first is. If they come across a show on iPlayer, they probably don't know if that came from TV, if that's online only, like... They don't understand They don't, they the don't, they don't, they don't, they don't know. Why would so they care? Th- it's more an interesting thing to keep the industry happy, to be like, I do know, the BBC, look, they're doing online first, and...
1: Is this a case of TV not properly understanding it online again, and just kind of I, I realising it's, it's important and trying to embrace it, but not quite, they haven't quite got it. I think
3: yeah. the slight problem they have is the, the whole industry is in a weird flux point yeah. Where people are cord cutting, people are deciding they don't want to watch scheduled TV. They're not signing up to Sky or Virgin and having those traditional mm. boxes. They're just signing up for Now TV, watching stuff through iPlayer. But there is still this, this traditional like, database of people who do watch stuff in that way, yeah. who do still watch scheduled TV, mm. and they're trying to have to cater for to both play. of them at the yeah, same exactly. time. Whereas like, the beauty of Netflix and Amazon is they have one audience to cater at. They know their audience, how it's going to work. But the broadcasters can't just switch off all their channels and become an on-demand service. No. no. So they're, they're in a very tough position. I mean, BBC3 did do that, but then a lot of their new shows get repeated on BBC1 and
0: BBC2 yeah. anyway. Yeah. I reach, which talent likes because it reaches the bigger audience or whatever, but...
1: I guess it reaches a different audience as a well. A different audience. So that, it's not yeah. like BBC3 shows, it's just BBC shows.
0: But I wish
3: BBC hadn't... I wish they'd just gone, right, this for BBC3 is just going to be digital content and we are going to think how to make content digitally and grow that and I feel they've like panicked slightly possibly and gone... Let's chuck yeah, on BBC2 to yeah. get the figures up because yeah. it may not be working right now. Also, if you look at the content of BBC3,
0: without going too much into BBC3 today, if you look at what they doing on iPlayer, it's the same as what they did on TV. It's comedy, sitcoms, dramas, yeah. documentaries with Reggie Yates, or whatever. Yeah. The different content they're making now, which is the shorter, short-form content, doesn't live on iPlayer. That lives on their YouTube, which I think is a bizarre. Like why are you not
1: using iPlayer? Are you using YouTube? People aren't quite sure where to... Fine. Where to content, put, where it is. Oh, it's sort
0: of five minutes. Let's not put it on iPlayer. But actually, it should go on iPlayer.
1: What are the merits of, like, when a commissioner does a short online series, short-form online series, What? why would they do that? What are the merits for them? What I think, think
0: short, short-form short content is it's good, like all four and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it offers... One, it can then spark off into a proper TV series. Yeah. It can um, highlight new talent. So you find new talent yeah. through these. It builds a relationship short... with them. yeah. Exactly. So it's an amazing way of getting into It's a the way for, yeah, for new production companies, new, yeah. you know, digital production companies, new talent potentially, and then they move on to TV. And I think it's sort of testing the water. Yeah. Um, and you're creating content for Channel 4. I think it's great. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's what music 3 do, which is just creating TV online, which doesn't quite work. But I think...
3: But like it's, it's two different things. Yeah. Short yeah. form and long form content are two different beasts. I don't think they have been looked at in the same way. I think China 4 are doing a good job of what they're doing. I think mm. the stuff they're commissioning is interesting and they are trying to do different stuff with it and it, those commissions are leading on to other things so what what they're trying to do I think is right. I don't think they're quite there yet. No. I think they're on the right path. I wish the BBC were a little braver in what they were doing in BBC Three. I wish they'd have gone this is just digital only. But flipping this topic on its head almost what do you think of the way like Amazon do stuff? So they have a season when they do pilots, pilots and you as the audience can watch all the pilots and decide which you think are the strongest and they then commission those as long-form series. That's a great idea. I mean, it's B- great. B- yeah. B- BBC did do that on Channel 4 because um, BBC used to do their comedy blaps.
0: I know, that's Channel 4. Um, they used to do like a season where they show six comedy pilots yeah, and then one or two of those would make it into a BBC 3 series. So they did yeah. do that but they haven't done that for at least the past year.
1: But Yeah, they've kind of gone quiet on the back. I love Channel patch.
0: 4 used to do that as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's that, it's that model that Amazon are doing, yeah. which works really well, but BBC
3: and Channel 4 since moving online just haven't done that. Which is such well, a clever way of doing it. It's you a just, really clever way. You, you give people real budgets to make real pilots, yeah. and the audience, through data, gets to decide what they want to watch, and then they commission those, and they know, they know yeah. they'll probably be sure hits because yeah. the audience has already said, I like it.
1: I think it's a really good idea what Amazon's doing. Yeah. I think Netflix should do it as well. Yeah. What do you think um, Paul Karanik said, Facebook and YouTube have created a model for themselves to make money, but unlike TV, they have not created a platform where producers can profit.
3: That's not true. I YouTube, YouTube true. Read, read originals at VidCon um, this weekend. They've announced eight new series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they do, they're starting to do long-form drama. They're doing Step Up.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, so I don't think that is true. I think actually they've created an ecosystem where they can properly produce content.
1: It sounds a bit like scaremongering, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I think what YouTube are doing I would genuinely worry me as a broadcaster.
1: Yeah, as well it should, yeah, absolutely it should. We've actually got a quote on this article from our CEO, our Lord and Saviour, <laughs> uh, and he said, the danger of not properly embracing non-catch-up TV is that the broadcaster's digital footprint may never be big enough to compete with other digital video platforms. Which is a really interesting point. If we accept that TV viewership is going down, and yep. more young people are spending, they've, they've done loads of studies. Young people spend more time online than they do watching TV. Yep. And if they don't embrace it at the mm-hmm. moment, or try and start embracing it now, then when those young people get older and they're still online, and then ITV goes, hey, it's us. Yeah. And you might be like, I don't care, I've been watching YouTube, I've been yep. watching Netflix, I've been watching Amazon. Do you think that's a legitimate concern? Do you think that's a. I, I think. I'm not being a young person myself, I don't know if I can
3: um, <laughs> completely comment time. on this. Yeah, but I'm not. not I'm not that yeah. demographic. Yeah, I, I worry that maybe they, um, whether maybe they see companies like Channel Four and the BBC as something their parents watch. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Whereas they go to YouTube because that's what they they're used. To. That's where their friends consume content. It's more sociable. You can comment on. It's just. It's a, it's a real social platform. You, I mean, YouTube is to them what TV was to us. Yeah, so. exactly. So I don't know where... I get I get what Peter said there. They have to embrace it. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a really I mean, tough task, to I think.
1: But to stay current, they've got to, don't they? They're yeah, they have, have to, to do it. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's going to be a big challenge for them. I know um, Karenek went on to say that... Uh, ITV aims to make the first episodes of all of its major dramas available via ITV Hub ahead of their linear, uh, linear, vote, uh, linear launch. Yeah. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> um, which apparently has done brilliantly for them. Yeah, they did it with Marcello and a few
0: others. But again, showing one episode a couple of days early, I don't really see...
1: Is it? At- like,
0: they're damaging their overnight ratings by doing that.
1: I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it has an adverse effect on their uh, actual yeah, linear ratings when it goes on TV, or are they, are they as distinct groups as possibly like they could be? So, so are so different it, people watching ITV have to watching ITV Maybe television? So oh. it,
3: could, it could reach new viewers, and that's
1: how they ring in. Could yeah. Be. I wonder how it's affecting their ad revenue as well.
3: Mm. Yeah. So they're probably not going to make the same amount of money selling ads on Hub as they are no. on broadcast. so if they're going to start dropping views, Broadcast is that going to damage them as a business by
1: showing stuff on Hub early and losing those viewers? So we've we said earlier that we thought like short form content uh, lives better online, and we can see why Channel Four and BBC and, mm. and potentially ITV would want to make short form content online. And we saw YouTube. Uh, we'll touch more on it later. Want to make long form stuff? Is yeah. that as kind of being a little bit regressive then? Are we kind of? <sighs> I think
0: I think YouTube. I mean, we will talk about it later, but I think YouTube. That's the next step for them, is long-form content. Yeah. well, like, they've never done it before, so their audience probably... A lot of them not watch TV, out. so it's,
1: it's them trying to be TV. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be each other, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the TV trying fun. to be online, online yeah. trying to be TV. And...
3: I think the worry is that broadcasters may have slightly missed the boat on this. And I, I do think they need to start embracing the platforms that already exist, like YouTube and Facebook, yeah. and start trying to build their brands on those platforms, the same way that BuzzFeed are doing Yeah. In, com isn't, isn't their big territory where they're growing yeah, socially. So, so I kind of think the broadcasters should look at it the same way. Why are they not trying to embrace YouTube and build... Because they're, they're clearly making great content they know how to make great stuff. Mm. Yeah. Why are they not trying to invest in those platforms more and grow their brands in that way and pull people in through that rather than, rather than yeah. trying to create a segregated app and platform to yeah. get viewers on, which I think is going to be really tough to pull people over. I think broadcasters still they? see online as
0: secondary and they still see it as uh, it's not, not worth investing in, it's not worth yeah. the time and... Which is wrong.
1: Really, it should be their priority. It's kind of starting to happen, isn't it? It's starting to happen, no, but it's limited. taken years and years and years and years for it to happen. There's a lot of resistance still, and in still a lot to of embrace online and monetize online and find ways it works. Because the people that are working in TV now, they mm-hmm. they just they don't they're not
0: aware of the digital. They're not digitally minded. So it's when those people leave and the new yeah. ones come in, that's then. when you're going to start seeing it. But it could be, like, you say, too late.
3: Go where, go where the viewers are. I they're they yeah. trying to create a battle for themselves. They don't necessarily yeah. need to do. Why don't they? create the amazing content they do on platforms that already exist with the audiences and monetize it that way.
1: Yeah, it's, They have to do it, don't they? I think so. But that's I, the only logical alternative. I mean, the
3: BBC do do it quite well with the worldwide stuff, with Top Gear yes. yeah. and BBC Earth. They, they're, they're doing a great job with that. Yeah. But I don't understand why they're not creating their own... Like BBC Three, why don't they try and create a BBC Three YouTube channel? I know they have one, but try and spend some real-time money on it and grow that as an audience yeah. of original content, rather than trying to... Build
1: it on an iPlayer, yeah, it feels like the BBC3 YouTube channel is a bit, it seems like such an afterthought. Yeah, it? so it's oh, like, it's
3: too short. Let's just stick it on
1: YouTube, and they just get they just hire like uh, YouTubers with a bit of a following, you yeah. know, hope that they'll follow on to BBC3's YouTube channel and sort of mm. success to the kind, yeah. Of. Um, so I'm gonna push you both for an answer should broadcasters bother with online content? Elliot, what should they do?
0: They should, and I think short-form content is a way for them to get into the online world. Okay. They should focus on stuff like YouTube and yeah. build their own platforms on YouTube.
1: Can do you reckon there's a way for, let's say they, if, they, if they did do the focus on YouTube, are there ways for BBC Channel 4 ITV to monetize that, that they can yeah, get the kind of returns that they're used to? Yeah. I, they can get a bigger return, I think. Yeah. Do you reckon?
3: Yeah. If, you, if they built a genuine audience on YouTube with serious viewership, the amount of money they could make through product placement, through premium ads, yeah. um, I think would far outstrip what they're probably going to be making on I think already so, at
1: the moment. Sometimes the problem with these huge corporations is that it takes so long to shift, because it's got to go through yeah. so many people, doesn't yeah. it? So like, If someone goes right at the bottom, like, we should access this digital world more, because we, our viewership's going down near and near and near TV is mm. uh, you know, not doing as well as it was. And look at online; it's going huge. Look yeah. at everyone. As well as think millions and millions of had a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just, uh, but like to get that all the way up and get people to agree, and then to get it mm. all the way, come back down the chain, so you actually start doing it, seems to take ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, should broadcasters bother with online content? Yeah, they have to. They have to bother because
3: online isn't going to be a differentiation in a few years' time. Yeah. In my head, in five years' time. Sky won't sell Sky Plus boxes. It will all be pumped through the internet. Mm-hmm. It will all be on demand. The lines, um, are, the, the lines are so blurred in out, I think they won't be blurred in five years. I think it will be, you as a viewer gets to decide what you want to watch, when you want to watch it. And if they don't start finding a space in digital through creating good content, I think some to, uh, one or two of them are going to drop off in a few yeah.
1: years time because they won't be able to keep up. Yeah. I- Almost feel like saying no, just to be contrary. But God's, God's God's like no, no I was trying to think of I was, the whole way through that. I was trying to think of like a counter argument, like why they shouldn't bother with online content. But I can't think of any logical reason why they wouldn't wholeheartedly embrace this and start embracing it. They so just lot need to not treat it now. like TV. That's the issue. Yeah, I think they use online at the moment to push to TV instead yeah. of seeing online as its own entity. So. Putting the first episode out is great to push the TV, and maybe it does hurt like viewership like that, mm-hmm. but maybe you should see it more as its own entity and embrace it as potentially the future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, I mind. agree. We all agree.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way
4: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite.
1: We we're, we're very good at agreeing right. with each other. No, That's we need good. more contrarian <laughs> <to take your laughs> subjects. We should have left the EU. <laughs> Um, so, moving swiftly on, each of us have been tasked with trawling through the media landscape and picking a news story, an article, a video, a film, a song, a computer game, anything really that piques our interest this week. Tom, your first up, what have you got for us? Um,
3: so, it's all about Twitter selling NFL ad packages. So, okay. Twitter has the rights to stream 10 NFL games um, through the platform. They? Um, yeah, they bought the rights to it. It's not, not exclusive rights, right. Okay. Um, but they are going to be broadcasting the games through Twitter. Yeah. Um, and they are trying to sell ad packages to advertisers from between $2 million to $8 million. Blimey. Um I mean, they need to make money, don't they? Twitter yeah. they need to make money. They're they? struggling to make money. <laughs> it's really interesting that they're moving into this space. So I've often thought that um, if I were to Apple, I would think, why don't you just buy the rights to the NFL? Mm, yeah. um, so at least, at least one of the social companies is thinking about doing it. But the problem is they don't have exclusive rights to the games. So they're selling these ad packages for extortion amounts of money. But traditional advertisers can just buy the same ads th- through the broadcasters. So basically CBS and NBC, the broadcasters are going through them. Yeah. So the traditional advertisers can still advertise on those broadcasters for much lower rates, but
1: still get the same Is it people? working? Are they selling ads at
3: that price? Uh, they've started to. I think a lot, apparently a lot of the big guys have said... Uh, no, this is that's a ridiculous of amount courses. of money. Yeah, that's um, so the only way they're trying to supplement it is with things like um, sponsored tweets around it and pre roll and stuff,
1: but it's still said is
0: it is, is that
3: worth it over the what they get on T V? Probably not.
1: I don't know. Is there any precedent for have Twitter
3: shown live sporting events before? No, they've had a strong relationship with the NFL for quite a while, but they've never um, they've never shown real life games like this.
1: Mm. And is it US only or is it across the world? Uh
3: I'm not entirely sure. It might I think it might be US only.
1: Because that but why would you do that? Because mm. that's such a shot in the dark. That may or may not work. You think it would work, you think you'd get a lot of people yeah. to do it. But like I'm sure NFL NFL's the most popular sport in America, I'm sure it does very, very well on T V. So mm. if you can look at all of these seasons it's been like it's fifty million people watched New York Giants versus the Steelers or something. Yeah. Whereas a Twitter you'd be like we might be able to get this, we genuinely don't know, but you've got to pay this extortionate amount. I don't
3: think this is the right way of doing it, but I do I've, I do think it's interesting, because I've always thought that if Apple right, decided about all the football rights in the world, which they could easily afford to do, yeah. and you could only watch them if you bought an Apple TV. I would right? If you bought an Apple TV, it was mm. free to watch football, but the only way you could watch football is through Apple TV. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't
1: they do that? I've always wondered why, this is a bit off topic, why there isn't like a... Sports subscription service online. So like, why isn't mm. there somewhere that like, because obviously Premier League rights go for like, extortionate money, so, right? Like, yeah. So Sky and BT are fighting it out, billions and billions of pounds. Premier League, most watched league in the world. Why isn't there some kind of hub, some kind of Netflixy style hub where you go on and you watch Man United, Liverpool. Chelsea Newcastle, and then they can buy the Spanish rights, and you just go there and you can get everyone well. Maybe it's because sport rights are really complicated. Sport rights, yeah. it's really
3: cool. I guess Sky Sports are trying to do that with NAL TV
1: because you can buy individual packages to watch certain games, like a, a day of yeah. games. And stuff. Yeah,
3: so kind of trying to do it, but it's. If there was really like expensive.
1: one online central hub, like I know BT played the Champions League final through YouTube this year and stuff yeah. like that, so they're starting to kind of do it. Yeah. But if someone said 5 you have access to all the Premier League that... And uh, one of the big boys could do it. Google yeah. could do it. Apple could do it. I think I'd pay for that. Sky Sports is extortionate. Yeah. Yeah, I'd happily do that. Stream it for your TV. Maybe there's, some, there's got to be a reason why I can't be the first person to afford that. It's
3: purely financial. It's so expensive to buy all the rights. Yeah,
1: Sky spent yeah. a lot of money in BT and... But is
3: it? But they don't have as much money as an Apple or a Google. Oh, no. Yeah. But, it, but do they want to buy all the rights? I, Maybe they want to sell their money elsewhere. I think it'd be a really clever move. I mean, Personally, they have so much money. Tim Cook is a regular listener. He's a podcast, regular listener. Hi, so. Tim.
1: <laughs> if you're listening, Tim, you can have that one for free. We're happy to, happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Elliot, what's your story? Um, so we touched on
0: it earlier. So it's YouTube moving into original, sort of big budget, yep. long-form content. Um, so the first one, I'm, well, i have announced it for quite a few, but the first sort of scripted original is... Step Up, Do you remember that film? Yeah, so Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. God so bless Channing Tatum. God bless. So it's an adaptation of that, which is one yeah. of the first. Was well, the first uh, script original on, on YouTube? Um, there's also like a documentary with Dan and Phil. Uh, a vlogumentary is a new new term. Vlogumentary. Vlogumentary nice. uh, nice. by um, Morgan Spurlock, um, who
1: I like. So that that could be all right. I, I don't think I've watched anything other than Super Size Me. We yeah, have seen that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it was like that. I it was that. interesting. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're
0: sort of asking, you know, should YouTube, should broadcasters be worried about YouTube moving into long-form content,
3: and is that the right programme to launch with? I would be petrified. I think it's perfect, because Channing and his wife are also exec producing. It. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's perfect for the audience, isn't it? It's going to aim at younger kids. Yeah. Good-looking people dancing. It's going to be part of the nine ninety-nine YouTube Red package. Yeah. If I was a broadcaster, I would be absolutely petrified of this because they already, the platform has the audience it has already. Has the audience in their hands. Yeah. So they're just, So what we said earlier, the why they wanted
0: to become TVs, because they've got the audience there. They're not trying to be TV, no, they're, they're, not, just, they're just trying no, to make long-form content. Yeah, they're trying to make long-form to
3: content yeah. For, yeah. for an audience that already exists. Yeah. They have a the huge social network of people. Yeah. I think it's
1: very, very clever. What else do you get on YouTube Red? For now? Is it launched yet? In the US it In has, the US it has. Oh, as always. £7 a in the US. in the US, why can't yeah. they just do uh, apparently it? Apparently it's
3: going to be over here uh, back end this year. Yeah, right, okay.
1: So what else do you get?
3: So you get all the original stuff. Okay. Uh, it's ad-free, so no more ads. You can save stuff offline on your phone, so you can watch stuff with no internet connection. Also, they don't really advertise, but you also get Google Play Music for free as part of it. So you get their Spotify oh, really? equivalent. Mm. So for the same price as Spotify, oh. you get you get music, yeah. content, there's going to be all this original content, it's ad-free. Um,
1: I think they're playing the game pretty well at the moment. Before you said the Google Play thing. I was like, I can live with adverts. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, yeah, on YouTube, not, totally. Because you're so used to it now. Obviously, when they first started rolling out adverts properly, it was quite annoying. I'm but
3: quite. Like, it's also funny. um. The, you get background play, so you can turn your phone off and still listen to YouTube. That's so a that's huge thing. Of, yeah,
1: with the music. Because I listen to. Podcast quite a lot of people have put on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as you turn your phone off or it automatically turns off then yeah. it cuts away and it's incredibly I like that
0: YouTube aren't just doing, I mean they are doing sort of the volumetry and Fair and, and all of that sort of stuff, which you expect them to do. Yeah. But I like that they're doing step up, which isn't what you'd expect YouTube to do. Yeah. Like I like them not just doing the traditional which is what TV does, like, oh, how do we get an online audience? Let's just book Zoelo and let's get
3: Yeah. Yeah, they've actually got be- Marcus Butler and Masterchef Chef when the Masterchef audience are like, who the hell is this guy? When I was exactly. filming over in the studio space in LA last year, there's a reason why they have built their biggest studio in Hollywood. Like mm. you, you yeah. can read between the lines with them; they're clearly going after that studio yeah, space. Of course they are. I, just, I yeah, I think it's the first of many good commissions from them.
1: Claire, yeah. I must admit, a step-up TV series. So it's going to be ten episodes of dancing. <laughs> about, right I didn't right watch the, the film, film, but yeah, pretty much. So if Channing's actually the in an episode, I'll probably watch it. Oh, you will be, right? Turn up. Like so. it, Goon his head around the corner at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, uh, hey, what's your story? Ah, oh, thanks for asking, mate. No worries. Uh mine is uh a story Unilever vows to drop sexist stereotypes on its ads. So they did uh some research that uh they make sun silk, Links, link, sort of stuff. And the research suggests that just two percent of ads show intelligent women. I don't know how they've defined intelligent mm. in there. But it's 2016. Is that? I'm not sure how they worked that out. Order. It's odd, isn't it? Like, I don't. They must have criteria where they're like, does she say this? Does she do this? Yeah. Is she in a place for authority? They also said that um, just three percent of the ads feature women in managerial leadership or professional roles. There are and are disproportionately represented in domestic roles. It's, it's, bon- it's bonkers in 2016 that this is still. It's absolutely true. insane, isn't mm, it? Yeah. But then, because I, I kind of read this at first, I was like, is that true? And then you know when you start watching adverts a bit more and you're like, yeah. They're always yeah. just like at, around the breakfast table, just kind of pouring cereal. Yeah, or, you know. and then you got the Beachbody Ready advert, which got pulled. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? They said the research found that 40% of women surveyed said that they do not identify at all with the women they see in advertising. and considering. Advertising is quite progressive, like they're trying. Mm. So that's what they need to do is relate to people. Yeah. 40% of them do not identify
3: at all with what they see. And considering women tend to have, well, I know they have all the power in the household, mm. uh, especially when it comes to spending money as a yeah. family, Yeah, it's unbelievable that ad companies are still having that sort of stereotype and demeaning women in that way through advertising. Even if it's subliminal and subconscious, it's still obviously happening.
1: If adverts should do anything, it's relate to people. Yeah, so that's the whole point. It's of hugely it. shocking yeah. that like it is that kind of it's ridiculous. You know, I always think of it. You know, when you see like uh, you know like a student newspaper or something like that would always try and relate to students, and you always be like, it's so shocking that like students don't know how to relate to other students. Yeah. It was always yeah. weird cliches about being a student, yeah. like oh, I bet you don't wash or stuff like that. <laughs> I, don't know. I think like advertising like seems a lot like that, it's like. You're a normal person, you're probably like advertising to people that you know and Mm. you've got no way of doing it. It's probably because
3: a lot of time the people making the adverts aren't the demographic they're trying to hit. Yes, that's Um, very true. I mean it's not still the Mad Men days, so you think they'd be better at it. But um, at least they're addressing it. At least they
1: absolutely understand there's a problem with it, and they're trying to do something about it. Absolutely, it's good that they did research to get into it, and it benefits everyone and in the long term. They'll create better adverts that have more representatives.
3: I look forward to seeing a lot of empowered women in advertising. Feel awesome. <laughs> like the last episode of Game yeah. of Thrones, which was, um...
1: <laughs> I've still not watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Neither have I. It seems like too much. This is the first time I've been outnumbered as a. That no, is bonkers. We've been outnumbered. Ah, you,
0: blog,
3: you blog about telling, you haven't watched the TV programme. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than just that one TV uh, programme. It is. The, I just, the TV fantasy, program. and the, it's not for me. Not for I thought me that too, but. It's
0: pretty good. I tried watching the first episode and just can't get into it. You got to stick with it. I feel I'm alright. Like every
1: conversation
3: it's, is up talking about Game of Thrones, adventure, yeah. Doesn't
1: it? It's so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so. Is it the sixth season now? Yeah, yeah. I know it's quite intimidating, and there's six seasons ahead of you, and you're just like, ah, oh, it's the whole thing. I watched you know, three right.
3: seasons over two weeks. Oh really? So I was like, because um, my fiance had watched all of it. I was like, I want to catch up before season six happens, yeah. so I had to get yeah. through three seasons in two weeks. <laughs> It was a fun two weeks. Didn't do a lot else. Saved yeah. a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay. That sadly marks the end of this week's episode. Ah. Boo. Boo. Please subscribe, uh, leave positive reviews, and follow us on Twitter at MediaVersePod and like us on Facebook. And listen back to old episodes if you haven't already. Get that viewership up. Couple up there. Also, yep. we went through our Acast analytics again this week. We've got listens from New York, so you can only assume that is Jay Z. It's got to be. Joining Tim Cook and Barack Obama as regular listeners. Strong list from us. Shout Thank out, you chaps. Yeah. So you're welcome to come on the podcast anytime you like. Um, also, we're going to start having guests on the MediaVest podcast, so let us know who you'd like to see, and we'll see what we can do. Well, if you want to come on the podcast, give us a tweet. Yep, yeah, just, t- just turn up, if you're willing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Andrew it's Friday afternoon
3: slash Monday morning, just turn up before we be it.
1: Cool, okay. Thank you for listening. Bye.